Total Wine & More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered at TotalWine.com. Wonderful Monday. I uh, hope we will get a little bit better for you right now. We're back with the latest in sports, fashion, movie reviews, hot topics, and of course, the best in music out there. Now, later on the show, we welcome Philadelphia super producer, model, and actor, Gifted Music. He has some great music coming out very soon, featuring Two Chains, Flo Rider, Sean Paul, Rick Ross, you name it. Then later on the show, we welcome uh, award-winning model actor, Gary Lavard. He has a lot of great things coming on as well, so you definitely want to uh, learn more about him and his upcoming projects. Now, Aaron, of course, will be covering all things uh, Super Bowl later on in sports. Hot Tops are going to break down more about the Super Bowl, some of the behind-the-scenes things, some of the controversy, and then a lot of things that are going on in today's world. So stay tuned for that. I want to remind you we're all over the web now. We're on uh, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addicts, Spreaker, TuneIn, YouTube, or everywhere. So go to our website, thestevenightshow.com, and connect with us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Instagram. And, yeah, like I said, our, our official website, thestevenightshow.com. When we come back, Hot Topics, right back after this. We can book a Where you going? No, I love you so much. Yeah. Baby, where you going? No, I love you so much. Yeah. You know what's on? Real special with us. Real special with us. Real special with us. You and me, we all that. I love you like I know you love me back. Yeah.
I love you so much. traveling over the weekend, so getting back into the swing of things, but it wasn't a bad Monday. How about you? Yeah, it was good. Welcome back to Atlanta. I hope you had a great weekend. Thank you. I did. I was in New York um, and New Jersey, and I had a great time because I was with some friends I hadn't seen in a while, and just a quick little getaway. Did you do anything over the weekend? Yes. Um, shout out to my friend Finan. Her birthday was on Thursday, so we went out and did dinner and went and turned up on Friday night. It took me all weekend to recover pretty much, so that was about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy birthday for nine. Shout out to nine. Love her. What's up, Chicken? How you doing? What's up, sir? How are you? Good. How was the weekend? Weekend was pretty good. Uh, Fun-filled Super Bowl energy this weekend, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, leading, leading into uh, what turned out to be a good look for the Eagles. Uh, oh, but the city is the city is on fire. These fans, man, are like no other. Oh my God! Philadelphia gosh. fans are like over and beyond. 
Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about that in just a second. I, I want to get your perspective since you're up there that way. Um, but our question of the day, because there was a lot of controversy over Justin Timberlake's uh, halftime performance, who do you think should perform at next year's Super Bowl? I mean, it's going to be in Atlanta, so I, I think obviously it's going to be one of the Atlanta um, heavy hitters, T.I., Usher. There's a lot of talent that came out of Atlanta, so yeah. um, obviously they'll have you know a, a good selection of people to pick from. So I definitely think next year's um, Super Bowl show will probably be um, probably be pretty good. Probably okay. Be good. Who'd you like to I, see, um, Chica? I don't know who, but I can just the concept. I like when they mesh uh, artists. I love mm-hmm. it when they have people perform together that you would never think about having them together. Because I think that everybody needs an opportunity to shine. Just simply because football is the all-American sport, and I think that they need to cover all the bases of American music. So we need to have some rock, we need to have some country, we need to have some R&B, we need to have some jazz, like mix all that together. They have, they've done it in the past, but they've incorporated other artists with other artists. I think they can pull that I off. think because Atlanta is such – I agree with Chica. I think there may be some pairing, but I don't think it will be different in general. I think it will be probably the same kind of hip-hop because Atlanta is just a big hub for that. And I think that Super Bowl is going to want to honor the, you know, the, the hip-hop music scene in Atlanta. So I think there may be mm. multiple people performing, but I think it will be majority hip-hop. Well, I posted the question on uh, my Facebook page, and some of the answers we had, we had Bruno Mars, which he already did. Um, they had Drake, uh, Anthony Hamilton, August Alcina, uh, Rihanna, Janet, Escape, Brandy, J-Lo, Missy, and someone else said what she said, Ms. Parker, being that it's in Atlanta, it's going to be some ATL heavy hitters. Uh, so, uh, someone says Snoop. Rihanna, Rihanna, um, Kelly Clarkson. Someone said they should do SWV, TLC, and Vogue Escape Total. And someone commented, someone commented they're still uh, punishing Colin. You know they ain't going to um, do all R&B. Right. <laughs> Some people, someone right. said Sade. Someone said uh, Chris Brown. I think, you know, I think that I agree it probably will be a land artist. But I think in general, I think they should have had Janet Jackson this year because, you know, she did her tour, and she killed it. You know what I mean? I think they should have had her. Um, I think J-Lo will be a good pick. Um, there are a lot of people out there. Someone said Cardi B, but people say probably not. <laughs> not Cardi B. You know, it's interesting because someone said on the, um, on one of the talk shows today, they said that the problem with Justin Timberlake is that, uh, you know, he's a great artist, but he doesn't have – songs are like anthems that everyone knows. And so right. um, it's hard for, you know, like you see some of these artists that come perform, everyone in the audience knows the songs and they're all going to sing them together. And he, because he's he obviously he's established, but he hasn't been out that long to have his, to have those type of hits. Uh, that's what someone's take was. But let's talk about the Super Bowl. Again, we want to congratulate Philadelphia Eagles for winning last night's Super Bowl. Some of the things that took place, and I'll run down these bullet points, and then you all can just tell me what you think about them when I finish. Uh, a lot of people, you know, they kind of were opposed to Justin Timberlake performing in general because of what happened when uh, he brought out Janet back in 2014, I, I mean, 2004, 2004, I believe. 
um, with the whole Nipplegate thing. So what they did, they post pictures and performances of Janet Jackson, the hashtag Janet Jackson Appreciation Day. So that was the big thing that was going on yesterday. Then I think she performed the national anthem. She had been battling the flu all all week, but she managed to belt it out. I thought she did a great job. Um, there was controversy over Justin Timberlake's performance once again, but this time because of his tribute to Prince. Now, uh, the reason why Prince fans had a problem with him performing is because performing the tribute is because in 1998, Prince did an interview where he thought that the he was asked about the uh, you know holograms and that kind of thing performing with deceased artists. He thought that was demonic. He said that if he was meant to perform with someone from the past, it would have been the same same generation. They would have been you know alive together to do it. He thinks bringing back someone who's deceased and modifying it with new music, he thought that was demonic. Well, then also, if you remember, uh, Justin Timberlake had the Sexy Back song that he performed last night as well. And Prince made a comment that it never left. And so Justin, in return, released a what people considered a diss track uh, against Prince, and he states in there, don't be mad because you didn't c- come up with it. And then later on at the Golden Globes, uh, Prince was presenting after him, and he took the mic. Prince uh, Justin took the mic stand and brought it down low. People thought it was mocking Prince's height. And so they were like, you know, some people, they were very outspoken about it. Sim, uh, comedian Sinbad was out, you know, he went off and said he owed Prince apology. Um, but that was that. Kevin Hart, there are a lot of celebrities there. Kevin Hart was one, and he, to his own admission, was a little inebriated. Um, at one point, he tried to get on the stage where they had the trophy, but security wouldn't let him up there. And another uh, instance, he went up to where the announcers and broadcasters were, and he, he actually got the mic and was talking, but then he accidentally said the F word um, on national TV. He did release a video. It looks like he was on his way back home, uh, just, you know, kind of apologizing, kind of making light of it. And, but he was just so excited about uh, the Eagles winning. And then finally, which I want you, you to talk to, Chike, is about the violence in the streets of Philly. Like, you know, Philadelphia won. This is their first time winning the Super Bowl, and then they're tearing their city apart. You know what I mean? That just makes no sense to me. You should be celebrating. And I know they are celebrating, but they're destroying their own property, their own city. So what are your thoughts on all those things? Anyone have anything they want to That's add a in? Lot. <laughs> it's a lot, yeah. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let TK take it on. Okay. So uh, as far as the music is concerned, Mm -hmm. I think the only person that is suitable to do Prince right now would be Sheila E. She could deliver the music with the same enthusiasm and the same love and the same um, attempt as Prince would. Right. Because she helped write some of that music with him. Mm -hmm. So even if they had another front person to sing, I think that Sheila E.'s energy on the stage along with her band would have helped that. Right. Um, me personally, I, even though um, Bilal probably would never be invited to the Super Bowl stage, I think that he would have been an excellent person along with Chile to deliver a Prince performance. Just my you know, you know, I think would have done a great performance. I think Bruno Mars and Sheila E together. That would have been that amazing. That would have been amazing. Below too, he's another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Just anyone who who was a fan of the icon would have been right. better than 
Justin Timberlake. Um, not to take away anything from Justin as an artist, but right, that right. just wasn't wasn't anything for him. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the violence in Philadelphia, this is this is a long-standing tradition with Philadelphians in their fandom when it comes to their sports. They will beat you up. They might uh, hurt you and then bury the body somewhere. That's how crucial it gets. Um, I don't. If anyone is following me on social media, I, I posted up a, 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 a video of them outside the Ritz-Carlton, five-star hotel, Ritz-Carlton on Broad Street, where they were sitting on the outside awning that leads from the front door down to the valet in the front of the street, and they're sitting on it partying, and the whole thing just collapsed yeah. in front of the hotel. It's just, it's, they're just they're rambunctious. And we still haven't had the parade yet. The parade is Thursday. That's Thursday, right? Yeah. Yeah. So people are, like, planning to – they're taking vacation days off to go to this parade. It's going to be insane. I saw schools were closed Thursday. Yes. My question is why. And don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not from Philadelphia. I live Philadelphia adjacent. I've always kind of lived Philadelphia adjacent. Um, I just work in the city. I don't understand why children aren't going to go to school to get an education. And they're saying because the downtown area, it would be hard. It will be hard to commute because of the traffic. It's but if you organize the parade in such a way, it doesn't impede, you know, the day-to-day goings of the city. Then we wouldn't have this issue. But children out of school for a parade, right? Well, yeah. I guess. Fair to be honest with you, that that happens almost every time um, in most major cities when when something big like this happened with the Super Bowl or uh, NBA championship or something like that. They always close the schools just because it's an inconvenience for not just um, the school bus drivers who have to you know transport the children, but their parents just because they're probably taking off as well. Just it's kind of more of a celebratory thing. So I get it. I think it's a big deal for the city. Um, even though I'm, I'm no longer an NFL fan um, or watcher, but I understand that their excitement and whatever and, and wanting to, to maybe celebrate that. I know a few people who are from Philly who live here who are actually flying out for the parade. Mm-hmm. I get it. I'm wow. not excitement around the sports. You know, people have been waiting their whole lives for it, and it's a big deal, blah, blah, blah. Um, now the destructive nature of what's going on in the city is something that I don't understand. And from what I have seen and heard, and not to make this a racial thing, because if it was just most majority of us, black people, doing the damages, it would have been a riot. We would have been acting like thugs. Um, the news was just making fun of it, just kicking about it. Yeah, that's true. The damage, majority of the damage is being done, and what we've seen on TV are being done by, by white males. So mm-hmm. now they have a fun tag, hashtag that, you know, they're, I forgot what it was, but they're, they're making fun of, and they're, they think it's funny. Um, I, I just, you know, those things automatically being a, a person of color registers because what, you know, when it happens, we, we do it sometimes in celebratory ways and in protest where our own communi- communities are being damaged, you know, just so our voice can be heard. Um, why is that not acceptable or why is that looked upon as thuggish when this is just, oh, they're having fun at the celebrating. Um, mm-hmm. They're just overly joyous. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. And a lot of people have been noticing that, yeah, it's not getting the backlash that typically it would if it was African Americans causing the, uh, the the destruction and violence. This is true. 
Now, Ms. Brown, and, you... and then to, to, no, to add something to that, I'm sorry, to add something to that, what's going to happen on Thursday, I just found this out today that um, Budweiser is giving the city free beer on Thursday. Oh, gosh. Gonna be lit. Not, not only are they going to have their enthusiasm for the win, they're going to be liquored up. Yeah, yeah. Ms. Parker, you decided to um, boycott um, the NFL and um, the Super Bowl. You wanted to talk about that? I think I talked about it in the beginning of the season, you know, I'm doing it um, just in protest of um, uh, Kaepernick just supporting him because I think he put a lot on the line for us as a people for for the cause of of justice and police brutality and seeking, uh, you know, equal equal rights in the justice system. In the justice system, I think that you know that's the least that we could do as as black people, people of color. In my opinion, and obviously everybody make their own decision. It's to stand by him, somebody who risked their career and put their put their their um, money where their mouth is uh, to stand for something that important. Um, I, for me personally, I thought it was important that I stand behind him as support, saying, you know what, go ahead, King, you're doing the right thing, you're on the right side of history, and I stand with you. Mm-hmm. Um, or I kneel with you. So that was yeah. my reason for, for doing it. Um, they said that it was actually the lowest rated, rated um, uh, Super Bowl in, in a while. So I'm happy to hear that. And I think I think the NFL is definitely ran by the people of power, the the one you know the one percenters um, mm-hmm. who get to make these calls. And um, I'm I'm honestly a, a little bit disappointed in the black players. Um, I think in any major in any major sports in the U.S., if black players demand respect and justice. And decide, you know what? We're not going to play. Any, we're not going to do anything. Everyone boycott. This whole economy, sports system will crash. Um, but I think that's the type of stand that we need to take. It needs to be something drastic where everybody, everybody is on board. And unfortunately, in our today's society, a lot of us are those people who are still getting on the bus. Um, I read somewhere um, that you know, obviously doing a Montgomery bus um, boycott, there were people who still got on the bus. But if you were equipped with the people who just don't care these days, that 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 whole movement wouldn't even happen. So That's those people who didn't get who decided to walk, they lost something too. It took them three or four times longer to get to work. Some people yep. lost their jobs. And rain. Yeah. People think justice is going to happen without sacrificing something, without discomfort, and that's not true. Those people who stood for us, our our ancestors and generations before us, they experienced a lot of discomfort for us to be comfortable in the space that we're in. And I think something simple as not watching TV or not watching the game is, you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's peeled compared to what they've went through for the, the comforts that we, that we experienced. So that was just my reason behind it. Yeah. Well, right. thank you for sharing that. Most I, definitely. I also heard on uh, Stephen that um, Bob Costas, um, a different type of protest, but his protest was more so about the whole concussion situation. Oh yeah. Football. Mm-hmm. And he was technically supposed. This was going to be his last uh, broadcast with the NFL. He opted not to do it just simply because um, he's not really standing with the NFL anymore. He doesn't believe in um, their practices when it comes to yes, because they don't, they don't. Honestly, they don't care about those players. Everyone, no, they don't. They're a commodity. They don't yeah, care. Exactly. it's true. They're, they're not. They're not. They're not invested in who these people are. What these, what's going to happen with these people, um, the brain damages that, that a lot of these football players go through that are causing them to become violent, killing their family. Just in the last couple of years, three or four players killed themselves after committing violent attacks against their own family. Yeah. Like, it's, mm. it's, it's real. So, 
um, it's not just the whole, uh, you know, injustice and, and not um, allowing people to peacefully, uh, allowing the players to peacefully protest, but it's all of those things. I just think they're an organization that just doesn't care about people, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good point. Definitely good point. Well, uh, continuing about the Super Bowl, Hussein, uh, tra- uh, Olympian track runner uh, Hussein Bolt, he was watching the Super Bowl last night along with a lot of people, and he had his feet kicked up. He took a picture. It looks like he was, like, on an iPad or something, and he had his feet in the picture uh, of what he posted on Instagram. And, of course, uh, the comments were crazy. People commented, with all the money, riches, fame, and fortune this man has, buy some lotion. Get a pedicure, my friend. Usain Bolt is wilding. Another person commented, Usain Bolt's crusty McAshton feet trending on my timeline proves forgetting to lotion will forever be the minor downfall of black people. Another person uh, commented, no wonder Usain Bolt's running so fast. He's trying to run himself out of his own feet. Did you see the picture, and what were your thoughts? I didn't see the picture, <laughs> and I really don't have any thoughts. <laughs> it was not a fun. I'm thinking, why did he post that? This <laughs> part we're talking about today. I think it was for attention, because he obviously knows his feet look like he's been walking through um, uh, uh, walks, yes. um for the last thousand years, and he's only 30-something, so... Um, <laughs> I think the only person's feet I've ever seen worse than that is my dad, my father's, and he's never been, he's never gotten a pedicure. His feet is dead toe up. So, um, uh, it was disturbing. Yeah, it was really disturbing. Very disturbing, very disturbing. Well, before we go to break, uh, you know, this is Black History Month, and we definitely want to highlight people who have made, uh, who contribute to our history. Uh, but, but today I want to talk about the history of Black History Month. So the celebration of Black History Month began as Negro History Week was created in 1926 by Carter G. Woodson, a noted African-American historian, scholar, educator, and publisher. It became a month-long celebration in 1976. Now, the month February was chosen to coincide with the birthdays of Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln. Now, that came from History.com. Each week for this month, we will highlight people who actually made contributions to our history and help cultivate and shape who we are as a people. Um, Come right back. More Hot Topics. I know. 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 4-6 over everything. Hannah over everything. You told IVMG over everything. To the world blow. Said to me, said to me, said to me, yeah, motherfucker. Make me believe, make me believe, make me believe. Hannah got the best team, yeah, yeah. Hannah got the best lean, yeah, yeah. So you got to say it to me, say it to me, say it to me, yeah. Make me believe, make me believe, make yeah, me believe. Yeah. Hannah got the best tingle, tingle. Yeah, yeah. Hannah got the best dream. Yeah, yeah. Get on that next level. So say it to me, say it to me. Yeah, yeah. Nope, I say he wants a model, some model. Yeah. Kiki say he wants some more, some more, yeah. Fable 
say he wants some more, though. Yeah, BZ say he wants some more, Some more, Kicking this, I'm sub-zero. Yo, call we number one on top, nah. On top, You told Abby money guy rule. Yeah, yeah. This ain't new, this for them pay, dude. Talking big, but they got no dreams. Yeah, my ball credential come from Boo-Boo. Then I dash on to the curve, Flash, we going Look, she walk in the room, everybody like Ooh. She got a diva look 
She walk in the room, everybody like I could tell what she hitting on Already got me thinking what she sipping on I could see her roommate playing bodyguard The other one best friend, she gon' block hard But my game like Jordan Jackson Spit it like Biggie when I get it crackin' See everybody be a dawn in my faction OG schooled us to go past them I inbound the ball, broke the full court press How you doing? what's your name, was next? Followed by a verbal game of chess A couple words in her ear, let us hang the rest I'm like, you got the look of a diva Dog, got it all now, follow the procedure I need you to leave your mind Bring your body, ain't nothing but an east side party You got the look of a diva Dog, got it all now, follow the procedure I need you to leave your mind Bring your body, ain't nothing but an east side party She got a diva look She walk in the room, everybody like She got a diva look She walk in the room, everybody like I step off, her friends start judging He's not the type to wipe up or love him Now her emotions kick, push, and shoving She see through the persona that they be loving Cause my game came new and time Brady Mama's baby raised me from the 80s Taught me how to talk when it's to a lady I put it down so for show, no maybe I feel a vibrate in my pocket The text read, I'm digging what I'm watching I replied, I'm digging that you're watching Let's slide off a combo when nobody's watching I'm live You got the look of a diva Dog got it all now, follow the procedure I need you to leave your mind Bring your body, ain't nothing but an east side party You got the look of a diva Dog got it all now, follow the procedure I need you to leave your mind Bring your body, ain't nothing but an east side party Cool, old school, big Snoop Dogg, I be breaking the rules I'm phenomenal, your mama knows, so I'ma go and get it She did the beat, so you know I got to spit it So cool, new school, A-Omega, I be dropping them jewels I'm phenomenal, the ganja blow, so baby, come and hit it Cush did the beat, so you know I'm gonna spit it You got the look of a diva, dog got it all now, follow the procedure I need you to leave your mind, bring your body, ain't nothing but an east side party You got the look of a diva, dog got it all now, follow the procedure I need you to leave your mind, bring your body, ain't nothing but an east side party Look up a diva, dog got it all now. Follow the procedure. I need you to leave your mind, bring your body. Ain't nothing but an east side party. Ooh. What's up, y'all? I'm Gary Lavard, and you're listening to the Stephen Knight Show. Thanks to the Stephen Knight Show. I want to remind you not only are we on Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, Instagram, and of course, our official website, we're also on iTunes. Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker. Go to our website. You can find all the places where you can listen to us. All right, let's see. More hot topics. So T.I. had some words for Raven Simone. Um, over the weekend, Raven posted a message from Arrested Development rapper's speech, which pretty much spoke against uh, Tip, Jay-Z, Diddy, Young Gotti, and a few of other that are seen in this epic Rock Nation brunch photo. 
Now, according to Speech and Raven, they uh, the artist got famed by perpetuating the worst type of black stereotypes, like drug dealing, pimping, and murdering. Raven since deleted the post, but she said that she did it because of negative comments that were coming her way that she didn't want her young fans to see, not because she disagrees with the message. T.I., who's read, read the, uh, the comments, he, com- he clapped back. He said, the air must be thin as hell up there on that high horse you're sitting on. Somebody please let me know what the F is up with Shawty. Trey Songz also chimed in and called Raven Simone a clown. What are your thoughts? I mean, I think she's this entitled is to her opinion, um, but being the fact that she's kind of within that circle of known for being, um, uh, what's the word, a little weird, which I'm not saying in a bad way because I like people who have that individuality. Um, but I think, too, there are there's a way that you can look at, there are two ways of looking at that picture, right? Um, I think every music genre has explored its audience in some way to relate, in order to relate to their audiences. Um, so a lot of country music speaks about love and breakup because that's kind of what their audience relate to. Hip hop speaks about heartbreaks, hard times, drugs. That's what these people grew up doing and seeing. And so it's relatable to their audience. So I think, I think the, the, uh, the idea of rap being a music that explores the people and, and, and use, um, those things is telling the story just like every other music does, except for it tells the story of, of, of kind of what the majority of us come from, a majority of people come from, and so that's why it's relatable. So I think you know, obviously Raven grew up as a celebrity kid, and um, and she was already probably a bit wealthy and didn't grow up in that situation, so she probably may not be able to relate to what they're talking about. Um, but I think we got to be mindful when we're speaking of each other in public. Um, I think it's okay for us to speak to each other about issues that we may find as far as it may affect our community to each other. But I think as far as being our voice and our opinions of each other publicly, I think we should be mindful of that because I think that's what's sometimes used against us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. TK, we going to say something? You know, I, I agree with Ms. Parker 100%. And, and, I, and I think that when Raven speaks sometimes, you know, um, even when she was on The View, um, she speaks from uh, her perspective. And her perspective mm-hmm. In a place of privilege. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and privilege not in a bad way. I mean, she was working when right. she was a kid. So she's had money from a very early age, and she, she could afford mm-hmm. to live a certain type of life. And that's mm-hmm. all she knows. Mm-hmm. So, and she um, didn't have to see and deal with a lot of things as, as far as what the, the black community deals with. I think Raven right. is an example, right? It's an example of a black person that, um, that we can use as a community to see kind of why it's so difficult for you to, for you to explain certain things to certain white people. Because sometimes, you know, when, when you're talking about racism and things like that to people who are not of color, it's almost like it, it, we're talking to a door. It's like they can't get it only because people can't. It's hard for people to understand. They can't relate. They can't relate. Mm-hmm. That they can't. Mm-hmm. That they can't say. You know what? I can put myself in that person's shoes and see it. And so I think she's the black person that exemplifies that. And I think a lot of her experiences come from a place of privilege and never having to experience that. And so, but it just turns out that she says it at the worst time. She just. She doesn't have a. It's not. It's not a. It's not a. It doesn't come from a place of curiosity. That's let me learn from it. Let me learn and see where they're coming from. I remember there were there was a time too in my life when I thought, you know what? A lot of our 
our problems as black people come from us. Like, I remember thinking that. I remember I believed that to the core. I believed that we were responsible for where we are as a society and as a community. That, that, perspective, that perspective has completely changed because I have educated myself and I've been open to seeing it differently. I've been open mm. to seeing why people have been on welfare for generations. I've been open to see it from a different perspective. So I think unless you're open to see you know, things and see people for, for who they are without judging, I think it's hard for you to be able to relate and, and, and see things from, from their perspective. So I think she's an example of why we struggle to convey racism to white people. I think she's an example of that for a black person. Does that make sense? It does. And, and also, it makes very much sense. And also looking at Jay-Z, Diddy, you know, Young Gotti, Tip, people who maybe those were their circumstances, but they worked out of them circumstances, and they've gone on to become these, these uh icons and have employed black youth so they're not having to uh, go down that same road, that has to be looked at as well. They didn't stay in that same circumstance and continue to sell drugs and pimp women or whatever the case may be. They came out of that. Negatively. Exactly. Exactly. So that has to be, that should. Go ahead. So I saw the meme that that she posted, not her post, but somebody else posted it. So mm-hmm. I see where she's coming from. Like I said, I can see things from her perspective. I see where she's coming from, that we should have um, hospitals or our own. And I get that. Yeah. Imagine part of this for us individually to, to learn how to build businesses, right? And right. so it's going to take generations of us. And, and just and my dad was born in 1945. He was, he was born when segregation wasn't, hadn't even started yet. That's mm-hmm. how, that's how, um, that's how much we have, and, 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 and that's how much more we have to go. Because really, if you think about it, we've only had equal rights for like 45, maybe 50, 60 years if, at the most. On paper, obviously, we're still fighting for it. So the generation of 3,300 years that it took to break us down, break us, break us down mentally, emotionally, it's going to take that much time for us to build work, uh, wealth and build up our community back up. So... I often see those things and think about that too, where I'm like, you know what? We could have our own this and have our own that, but we've only really been a free people for less than a hundred years. Mm-hmm. We were That's enslaved true. more years than we were ever free. So we have to be mindful of that as we talk to each other, that we're doing the best that we know how for now. For Absolutely. Now. And we can just hope that things will improve. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, switching gears, uh, after months of speculation and false alarms, Kylie Jenner and uh, Travis Scott welcomed their baby girl February 1st, but they didn't announce it until Super Bowl Sunday. People say yet another Jenner-dashian moment that shattered Twitter. People commented, Chris, Kylie Jenner's baby was born the first day of Black History Month. Someone commented, Chris Jenner is the greatest publicist of all time. I don't care. And then they had other memes where they were showing the Super Bowls coming. Well, hold up. Kylie Jenner had a baby to kind of distract it from it. Uh, what are your thoughts on her? She, I believe she's 20 years old. What are your thoughts on this announcement of um, – oh, and I also want to say that she also kept her pregnancy a secret. You know, they're, the Kardashian family in general, they post a lot. They're, they, a lot of people think they're overexposed, but she decided since it was her pregnancy, she wanted to keep it to herself. And then she released an 11-minute uh, video that kind of showed, you know, her pregnancy and, you know, throughout the duration of her pregnancy. What are your thoughts on all this? I say congratulations to her. 
I agree that her mother is brilliant as far as being a publicist. I think that probably the video idea was all of, you know, her mother's idea, which the video I watched today, it, it was, you know, it was well done. Um, but I don't care about Kylie having a baby. Like, you know, she's 20 years old. She's a grown woman. You know, let her live her life. But like, I'm not, I don't feel either way about it. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't care less um, right. about, you know, her age and where she is in life and all that stuff. I just, I, it's just, I just, it's, not that important. But right. I do think that her mother is brilliant as far as, like, building business. And I think we can all learn a lot from them if we stop hating. <laughs> right. <laughs> what you think about them, they know how to get that bag. They sure do. They get that bag. They get that bag. All right, last story. So uh, Suge Knight is sitting in prison waiting to start uh, the murder trial in April. His fiancée, Tony Lynn Kelly, is set to join her husband to be an as in an inmate status. Now, last year, Kelly was accused of selling surveillance footage that was connected to Suge's trial to TMZ for $55,000. She pled no contest to the charge and was sentenced five years probation, amongst other things. Now, this past Friday, a judge found Kelly guilty of indirectly communicating with Suge in order to set up an interview between uh, Ford BT's new death row documentary. Part of her probation was that she was to refrain from any communication with her with the former music mogul. Now, according to uh, New York Daily News, Judge Douglas Sertino sentenced the ride or die chick to death. Well, not really oh. death. He said, he said, he said not, really, not literally. But he did give her three years in prison for her blatant and jaw-dropping violation. To make matters worse, uh, Tony Lynn and Shug have an eight-year-old son together that will be without both parents. What are your thoughts? It's, it's horrible. Um, it, it's just that that touch, that deadly touch of shoes just affects a whole lot of people. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it has, like, from early on. Um, I pray for the child. I, I, I hope that she has other family that's stable, that can take care of the kid. But, um, I mean, I... <laughs> Which was the old saying mom used to say? You lay down with dogs, you catch fleas. Right. Pretty right. much. Yeah. Yeah. Shug is bad news, man. He is bad news. And it, and it doesn't end. It never ends with him. Never ends with him. All right. Well, listen, thanks so much for Hot Topics. I want to remind everyone to tweet us the question, your thoughts on the question today. Who should perform at next year's Super Bowl halftime show? Tweet us at Stephen Nice Show, SHO. Ms. Parker, have a great week. Thank you so much. And Chica, I know you're sticking around for movie reviews. Yes, Have sir. a great week, guys. All right. We'll be right Thank back after <laughs> We'll be right back after this.
comes away. You about to blow it? Man, I'm too nice to these hitters. That's over, yeah, finito. I suggest you reconsider. Man, what's wrong with these people? Don't make me reach for the trigger. Be careful, cause it's lethal. We the same out of your figure. Oh, no, nah, no, nah, we not equal. From way back when I've been a problem. Fuck with Mac Lamont, knowing what I'm after for. Call me 
money on my shit, I'm like a LMFAO. Wanna tell about my roots like I'm the C2.0, but don't wanna think I'm just another trying to blow. She interrupted and dropped the unknown names. And she about to see a show by this crew named the lit around the way. I'm like, word. Wish I could make it hurt, they dope. Clark can up in that bitch, enjoy the show. We talking that hip. <laughs> Yo, so I skated off, I ain't even taking up or nothing. The funny shit later, we at the show, got the crowd chanting. You know what I'm saying? I'm just looking at her while the crowd rocking that shit. She looking back like, son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, you already know. What's up? This is Gifted Music, and you're listening to the Stephen Knight Show. Keep it blessed with some good energy. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Our next guest says, I don't wait for opportunities, I create them. And that's what over 32,000 followers of Gary LeVar see as soon as they receive an update from his award-winning actor's Instagram page. This man does it all. He acts, he models, he speaks out for social issues. I'm so glad to have him on the show. Please help me welcome Garrett Duvall. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, man. You're a busy man, busy man, doing a lot of good stuff. <laughs> yeah, trying to have my hands on a little bit of everything. Hey, nothing wrong with that. So listen, I know you're from Detroit, and you live here in Atlanta now, but tell us kind of how you got your start, because I know there's a lot of people out there trying to pursue different things and trying to, you know, make some moves like you've done. Tell us a little bit how you got started. Yeah, so it started a, a long, long time ago. I started modeling when I was uh, about my late teens, early 20s, and then I relocated to Atlanta when I was 20, and I actually relocated here because I was getting ready to uh, sign a music deal with Def Jam. Oh, wow. Um, when, when, that, when that failed, you know, I kind of put the music on the back burner, and then I started, you know, really just modeling and taking that serious, and I was just, shoot with photographers and try to try to just become comfortable in front of the cameras and and I found some success with doing that over the years and then eventually I realized I was getting older and the life expectancy of a male black model I would say in the industry you know past 30 you know isn't isn't you know the best so I had to think of ways to expand my brand you know so I got into uh, just acting, and I, my first gig was for The Walking Dead season three, and I was one of the zombies, zombies who got killed. Oh so, wow! <laughs> and when I did that, it was just like, oh man, I love this whole acting thing, and that was like in 2010. Um, and I just kind of stuck with it, and I kept going, and um, I just kept auditioning, and I just. It, it just felt right, like it was my calling. So I just kept working and just putting in the work. And finally, I got an opportunity with um, the web series about him. Um, and that kind of put me on the map as an actor within, like, the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. Um, but from that, you know, I just started, I kept working. I went on and I, I started working on shows like Greenleaf and 
the spot on BET, and I started doing it, and I just kept going after it, and I was building relationships while I was doing it. So it just it kept me, um, it kept me working really just off of those relationships. So that's that's in a nutshell how I got started, man. I just I just got started and never stopped. <laughs> Well, it's interesting you talk about relationships because, you know, we've been talking about it on the show and, you know, a lot of, it's been in the news a lot about Monique, you know, and how she's been very outspoken about her opinions against Lee Daniels and Tyler Perry and Oprah and now Netflix and, you know, whatever. And a lot of people think that she's tarnished those relationships and that she'll, she'll be, it'll be hard for her to get a gig or be able to, uh, you know, to work in the industry. So how has those relationships, and I, and I know it's probably an obvious question, but I think some people need to hear it because if you see someone who has been in the industry for as long as Monique has been in and doesn't see the value in it, how have those relationships helped cultivate your your career? Man, uh, those relationships are key, man. They're essential in this industry because a lot of times that's how jobs are booked. You know what right. I mean? Like, uh, prime example, you know, this uh, this summer I'm actually hosting at the uh, the Block Music Festival. Now, how that came about was the founder I met when I was in college uh, in D.C. years and years ago. And um, it just so happened he started this company, and then I kept going with my whole acting thing, and he, he reached out to me and was just like, yo, I want to see you succeed. You know, I've always thought you were a great guy. You were always kind. You were always about uh, your work. You are passionate about that. And he's like, I want to bring you along with my brand, and we collab and do something, and i put you out there. You know what I mean? And it's just I go back and think, like, wow, I was in college. You know right. what I mean? When right. I met this guy, you know, and I left a, a, big, a big enough impact on him for him to reach out years later and be like, yo, I see you working. I want to do something with you. You know what I mean? Exactly. So that, it, it just goes to show that relationships go a long, long, long way, man. And um, so I, I really, I really value relationships, and I, I treat them with respect. You know what I mean? And and I just try to keep them going. And and so you know, not all relationships are going to work out. You know what exactly, I mean? But exactly. Exactly. For the most part, I try to on my end at the very least, try to keep a relationship and, and build it and, and definitely, um, you know, keep it in my pocket because that's, that's... Right. Right. And the thing is, you never know who's watching you. Like you said, you know, someone you met in college who was probably watching you as you continued on your career and saw, you know, what you had been doing and saw, you know, more value in you and, and wanted to reach out to you. And I know this happened to me from moving to Atlanta. You forget because I don't talk to this person every day anymore. They're still watching and following you and, and proud of you and want to help. And so that's it's, you're right about relationships. You're definitely right about relationships. Yeah. I like your outlook on that. So we know you've done a lot of great things. And um, let's talk about your followers. you got thirty over 32,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. And yeah. – and that's huge these days because it's it's funny now if you I don't know if you probably do pay attention to this when they uh talk about different celebrities and they always mention how many Twitter followers they have or how many Instagram followers they have. Like that's now a badge of honor of honor. <laughs> so having that many people, you know, follow you and follow your career and things you're doing, do you feel like uh well, I mean what does what does that do to you? What does that 
well, how does it do you feel a sense of responsibility or how do you feel about that? You know what, man? I really did. To be honest with you, I did not care. Uh, you know, when people would say, oh, followers this, followers, because I've never been like an attention seeker. Right. You know what I mean? It just so happened that the fact that I act, so it puts me in the public eye. And mm-hmm. But it, it, I've never been the person that would go seeking attention. So I didn't really care about Instagram or Twitter followers, but now I completely get it from like a, a branding perspective. Exactly. You know? So it's like a lot of companies lately I've been modeling for solely because I have 30,000 followers and they, mm-hmm. they know that, you know, if he wear my shirt or if he wear my pants or my custom shoes, you know, and tag me in it, I can potentially, yeah. you know, grab his reach, that his audience, you know what I mean? So it's, you know, those having a lot of followers is beneficial when it comes from like branding and I get it now. You know, exactly. as opposed to at first, I'm like, I don't really care who follows me or not. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But now it's just like, yeah, I, I, I'm working on, like, my social networks. You know, when I tag, when I post pictures, I always tag my, my Instagram or my Twitter. And, right. You know, because I'm thinking, like, you know, you never know. This picture may go viral, and there go my you know, my hashtag or my, my name, and that's going to build my following up because that's really been helping me tremendously with just like booking uh, brand ambassador and, and um, influencer type positions with like different companies and different uh, uh, corporations. So it's those Twitter, Instagram followers, they, they get you what you need. You know what I mean? Definitely. That's why I mentioned it in my, I mentioned it in my bio now. Yeah. You know it's, important. So, it's important. It's important. You know, when, when I get uh, when they send me over who I'm interviewing uh, for a show, I always go to the social media to see how many followers they have <laughs> because because yeah. I'm thinking you know if it's important you know what I mean so because if they tweet they're gonna be on the Stephen Knight show or if they you know post on Instagram we want people to see it you know what I mean so right yeah definitely definitely and now outside of the um, the acting and the modeling you also speak it on you spoken on different panels uh, mental health, which is huge, HIV awareness and prevention, uh, motivational concepts. Why do you, why is that something that you uh, feel the need to do? Why do you, why, what makes you want to be part of that as well? You know, I feel like we don't go through life for ourselves, man. So it's like all of the things I've dealt with in life, because I've dealt with suicide thoughts, I've dealt Mm -hmm. with depression, anxiety, all of that. And I remember not really, not necessarily not having support because I have my mom and sister there, but I remember those moments of feeling alone or the moments where it was just life, you know, life just seemed like I couldn't get past that particular moment. Right. And I remember when I, um, I started filming about him, I shot a suicide scene and uh, I got so many messages, you know, and I was yeah. like, just from telling basically like the story and I'm like, well, this is my actual truth. You know what I mean? And I started looking at life differently, man. I was just like, I could really, I could really save somebody's life. You know what I mean? I could really give them that hope. You know what I mean? So then it became like a sense of obligation, but it's, it's something that's natural to me. You know, like I, when I do it, it's not like a job. It's not like, let me go try to motivate somebody. It's it's really natural or organic to me, you know, and I enjoy that because it's it's great satisfaction, you know, knowing that um, somebody reached out saying, well, shit, I didn't end my life today because you, because of you, 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's yeah. huge, man. That's huge. And, that, and it, go, it goes back to the whole follower and social network. Like, if I know that I'm reaching people with my platform, um, like, in a positive way, that's, like, the ultimate goal and reward for me. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. I, Absolutely. Get a, I get a kick out of, out of seeing other people win and, and stuff like that. And that's just, like, a natural thing. That's dope. That's dope. And then so last year you started uh, the blow, which is because love outweighs war. And I love that you said, you said, we don't go through challenges for ourselves. My life experiences have allowed me to inspire, motivate, and give hope to other people. And honestly, that's what fuels me to become and give more. That's what life's about. Yeah. That's what life's about. Can you want to talk about that? That's as real as it gets, man. That's mm-hmm. that's like. <laughs> That's that's as real as it gets. Life is too short, man, and, um, you know, I try to – I'm more of like a free-spirited type of guy. You know, I I like to see people winning, and that's just who I am as a person. So it's just just having having this reach now, which you (laughs) – and and I'm just trying to, like, leave, like, a a dope legacy here. Right. I just want to – I just want to to be able to leave the – the earth and people like man that dude was like dope he like yeah really fought hard for people and you know wanted to see people win you know and that's just what that's what i want people to say about me you know what i mean so and that's what it's about that's what it's about and you're, and you're definitely on your way to that to doing that um are you working on anything right now currently yeah i am i'm, I'm working on uh quite a few things i'm excited about um one of them, I just want to, I want to mention, I just uh, partnered with Lambda Vodka, and they're okay. based out of New York, so I'll be the face of that brand now. Um, oh, congratulations. So I'm, I'm excited about that, man, because ain't nothing like uh, uh, Some vodka, good vodka. Some good vodka. So that's exciting. I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, yeah. I'm working on... Um, my own radio show right now, which will be a morning show um, okay. called the Scoop Morning Show, and it's going to air like a, a podcast style every Tuesday morning at ten. That's dope. Um, and I'm the producer of the show, so I'm I'm excited. It's it's me with three other people, and we're going to really uh, you know come together and get different perspectives on just like life and, and mm-hmm. entertainment and motivation and all that type of stuff. You know what I mean? It's four different people with four different backgrounds. Exactly. We to do something dope with it. Um, and um, I'm also working on a new show called uh, The Girls. And I'm super, super excited about this, man, because, uh, for one, I play this football player on the show. Um, I am in a five-year relationship with this girl. Uh, she is a transgender girl. Okay. Um, but she, she's a secret because I'm, like, this huge football player, I keep her a secret. I keep it a secret from her. And, you know, when I'm going to, like, different award shows and stuff, she's wondering why I'm taking my white assistant all the time. Oh, um, and not knowing that I uh, I physically abuse her behind closed doors. Wow. So this character, this character is, like, it's somebody completely different from who I am as a person. I've never right. played anybody like this. You know what I mean? Um and then two is given like the story of actual an actual transgender woman, um, which add more complex complexity, you know, to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the story is just super dope, man, and it's it's gonna it's shot beautifully, like it looks great. We started filming it uh, a few weeks ago, and 
some of the footage I've seen, like it just it looks great, and I think a lot of people, you know, they they're gonna look at this and just like, wow, this is this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. You can uh, see different uh, perspectives. Uh, That's what it's all about, you know. We're talking about diversity. Everyone's talking about diversity, and we're starting to see a lot of that, you know, with the Oscar nominations and, you know, Black Panthers coming out. I already got my tickets, you know, so it's good that we have this. Oh, yeah, diversity. I got mine, too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, Melissa, I know you're all over social media. I mean, 13,000 followers, I mean, you're all over social media. Tell us where we can keep up with you. It's at Gary Lavard on everything. That's G A R Y L A V A R D on everything on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, just just pop it in and I'll be there. Gary Lavard, man, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Continued success in everything you're doing. The world is yours. You already know that. But I, I want to thank you for taking your time about your busy schedule to join us tonight. Thank you, Stephen, man. I really appreciate you having me. No doubt. Well, listen, for more information about Gary LeVar, go to our website, thestephenisshow.com, and we'll be right back after this. T.A. Corleone. Street Cartel. Bada bing, bada boom. Dripping, 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 sauce, sauce, sauce. I'm a boss, boss. Dripping, 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 Sauce, 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 sauce
teacher. Cause I got more verses than preachers. Haters say I got a real big ego. Cause I get them bags of peso. And a plug that's an amigo. We keep them bricks in the bando. Shooter posted up with the Draco. Get it out the mud, show no. Try harder than snow on the blood. Bad boy, but ain't signed a pub. Bros always trying to mingle. Even though they know I ain't single. Cause they like I spit that lingo. And I'm packing like Mandingo. Beat it up cause I like it rough. Hoes wanna put me in handcuffs. Please help me welcome the very talented Gifted Music. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me, guys. Really uh, appreciate it. Definitely appreciate it, especially because you're on your honeymoon right now. Congratulations on that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. So, for people who haven't heard about you, I mean, you've done some big things. You have a lot of good things coming down the pipeline. Tell us a little about your background and kind of, you know, how you got to where you are today. Uh, well, actually, I started out as a regular musician, not regular musician, but as a musician playing uh, guitar, piano, um, and up and through high school, I played the trumpet, but I was really good at it. Um, and then I got really into the guitar. I played for a hip hop band, uh, playing guitar. And then I don't know, I just got to, I, I was kind of into poetry for a long time, but I was always mm-hmm. a writer and I was one day at this was right around when Eminem came out probably and just you know when music was starting to get a little nutty and I was just like man I can do this right. <laughs> I actually started out as a hip-hop artist um and I was on tour opening up for like St. Lunatics and uh Kerry Hilson stuff like that and yeah. um, I was in the middle of that I got I actually got rear-ended on my motorcycle which was wow. in disguise because I could because that, that stopped everything, but at the same time, it made me get out of the automotive business I was in, too. Okay. So that was kind of a blessing in disguise. And then um, I didn't get into music production heavily until a couple years after that. Um, in the middle of all that stuff that happened, you know, after the car accident or whatever, my partner that I always, like, we were recording on lunch break in my sister's old bedroom after she moved out, like, when we were <laughs> Yeah. We've been doing it forever on Cool Edit Pro in the basement, and um, he started out as a producer and artist, too, but long story short, he never stopped. So he just called me up one day, and he's like, yo, I did this, I did another song with Gilly the Kid, and, uh, you know, you should come down. We're going down to the studio to finish it up, and blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right, cool. So long story short, it was the same building that Batcave Studio was in. Yeah. um, There's, you know, there's like seven different studios down there. And we ended up being asked after they heard some of the other stuff I did. The studio owner asked us to be resident producers in um, that studio. 
So ever since then, I've been down in that same building. We have our own um, suite now, and uh, <clears throat> we're uh, down there the same. Hey, we have the same studio that uh, Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince used to have. Yeah. The old ER room. Um, like everybody's recorded there. That whole Fuji's album was. Yeah. Uh huh. But I just I fell into it. Um, and then after that, you know. I, I'm great at hip hop and all that stuff, but I, I made myself learn electronic dance music and bring that to simplify it into urban pop and meshing things like that. So, um, you know, even even my hip hop beats will have like a EDM sonically, you know, sonically they're they're bigger and stuff. Right. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. That's kind of how I just fell into music production. I made myself learn it, and um, you know, I never went to school for any of this stuff. Yeah. Know, um, yeah. I think that's that's amazing, you know, to be a self-produced artist. I mean, to be able to create your own tracks, do your own engineering, and all that. And I, you know, I think that makes it a lot. Uh, I won't say easier, but it, it it makes it, I guess, easier to create something because you're doing it all yourself. Would you do you find it to be the case? Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Because I'm not relying on other people. Right, and right. What I need done and all that stuff. So I just made myself learn, you know everything I need to. I had a lot of help along the way, a lot of great mentors, you know, my other studio partners, uh, certified, uh, you know, PI and his brother, Jay, Mm -hmm. Um, we're all kind of like a really good big family there. So, you know, I've learned a lot from them. We all teach each other stuff and we have a tight circle and we have a certain way of mixing that nobody else in the city does, but frequently try and replicate and, you know, everything from being the center of the city, you know, from everything hot, from light to core to O'Malley, we do all their stuff. Like that's wow. our studio. We do all yeah. that stuff. So everything coming out, and everybody's trying to replicate. So that's that's us. And yeah, we worked really hard. And uh, I feel like everything's about to snowball this year into much bigger things for everybody. Even though we're all doing great. Um, but yeah, I'm you have. To fix all my yeah, you have a lot of you have a lot of good things coming out of the pipeline. You have some stuff coming up with Two Chains and Four Rider, Sean Paul. Talk, can you talk about a little bit of that? Yeah, I got uh, one with uh, Rick Ross is probably going to be the first one to drop. Um, this new artist, my guy Smiley Jones, he's uh, him and Slab are starting to work on a project. Not not an official project together, but work on a lot of music together. Um, so Slab is probably getting on this track, too. We left the verse open, so probably within the next couple months, we're going to be getting that out. Um, All right. Look out for Smiley Jones. He's, he's really dope. <clears throat> um Another one with two chains and um, Butter Knife King. We actually decided to put on that. We're putting that out this year also. We're just waiting. I'm probably putting that actually on one of my projects. Okay. So it's, like, it's not it's not EDM, but it's outside the box of a uh, you know the normal thing that Butter Knife would do. Um, Sean Paul track. That is actually I'm waiting for Tommy Lee Sparta. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He's in Jamaica. Um, mm-hmm. Having him jump on that track too. So. We should have that back soon. Um, other than that, I have a song with Flow Rider, uh, that, um, with Enos. Mm-hmm. Enos actually this girl out in L.A. That's going to go on my project along with the T-Pain track. Um, <clears throat> probably dropping. Um, I just released that series that I showed you that I uh, sent you guys. Um, that's like a combination of like instrumentals. Right, right, right. But most of the other tracks with other artists, like a David Getteriana kind of vibe. Like Exactly. Like, I took all the artists in the city. So I'm dropping those series and my real EP with all my vocal tracks is going to come out in the springtime, along with all those other things. And everybody else is setting up how they're going to be dropping through their projects. 
Right, right, right. How do do you decide uh, who you want to cooperate with and, you know, who you want to work with? How do you decide this? Um, we pick and choose who we work with, especially me. I'm real particular with myself right now because I'm not having any distractions or any, uh, you know, misassociations or any, anything like that happen for me right now. So my fan, my, all, all my people in my circle and my family, we got a really strong machine right now, but that's not to say that I don't want to collaborate with everybody that I can because I love, I don't care if you're a signed producer making mad money or you're a, a, someone that no one ha- even knows and you're on, you know, Fruity Loops in your parents' house and making hits. Like I, I love somebody that's passionate about music and that's just, just doing it. And no matter what, you're going to come up with something dope. So I'm open to collaborate with everybody. Yeah. I have the time and it's, it's not going to take away from what I'm doing. Exactly. So, um, exactly. What's your drink? I guess, but you know, I'm I'm surrounded by so much talent. Like I really am blessed. If I need anything done, I need a song for some other artist that I know, and I need this person to write it or whatever. Like I have endless resources just within my own city. Like Philly's got so much talent. Oh yeah, you can't beat that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I got as far as that's concerned, I got a strong machine for collaborations if I do want to. Who who, would be a dream a dream collaboration for you? Who would you love to work with? Um, Chris Brown. Yeah. Um, maybe even Bruno Mars, Pitbull. Someone, you know, people are making big, universally received tracks. You know, it's it's not all about the United States market either. You know, exactly. The Latin market mm-hmm. crazy, but um, you know, really big universal tracks, like the tracks you're gonna hear in like a stadium or something like that. So probably somebody, you know, Chris Brown for sure. Like, cause everything's just a powerhouse hit. Um. You know, I love to work with Timbaland and, you know, other producers that I've looked up to along the way. Um, exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, for sure, for sure. Chris, Chris, Chris Brown, Chris Brown and, like, probably, like, I'd have to separate and do, like, Chris Brown and, like, something like work with Diplo on, on a record. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like well, well, being a producer and being a artist, you know, do you have a – do you prefer one over the other or – have you grown to, you know, like both uh, the same or rather both the same? I love them both the same. And it's, you know, it's, it's all like what kind of mood I'm in. Like I'll go through like, you know, uh, a month where like I'm just not in the mood to make beats. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and then, um, you know, I'll be all about writing and all about being an artist. And then, you know, other times it, a lot of it's based on what, what, what mode I'm in and what's going on. But um, as far as liking one more than the other, there's things about each one that I do like more than the other. Like, you know, being the producer is kind of cool. You get to be low key and right. you know, be the one behind, behind the, scenes. the scenes, working the uh, magic, the magic. Uh-huh. Behind, like you're the one, you're the one of those big artists that everybody's like, wow, about they're, you're the one that they're calling for a painting. Exactly. You know, you're helping out half of these things on the radio and not even getting the credit for it, but you did it because you're a good producer, you know? Um, but at the same time, you know, it's, <clears throat> I like being an artist and where I'm going headed just because I'm going to do good things to be a positive example for people. Yeah. So, yeah. I like that. As far as that's concerned, like, you know, being an artist is great when you can get to the point where people are looking up to, you you know, and, and you're in a position to motivate people or do good things for other people and, you know, things like that too. So I think that's important. And if I had to pick one, I would go with that, but I, I love them both the same, I guess you could say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when when you are creating music, uh, writing or creating a track or a beat, 
what what inspires you to do that? What inspires you the work that you do? Uh, well, if I'm just wanting to do something, it's not like a request or like I have to work on this project or finish this up for this artist or something like that. Um, uh, I don't. I, it, it depends because I'll go through a mood where I'm just like in a mood and I'll hear something in my head and then I'll sit there and, and run out some MIDI on a keyboard or a, you know like a synth or something and start off that or I'll be with one of my friends that's a crazy piano player or a saxophone player and I'll just be like, go in the booth and here give me here's a 100 BPM or something like that just give me mm-hmm. a few loops and then I'll find something cut it and then make something out of that um I don't know like my most favorite actually things to do is to take an acapella that someone gives me and not hear the original thing or anything like that just give me the acapella and make a beat around an acapella that's okay. Yeah. 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 But I, I, have no, I, I have no specific way of starting. You know, if I'm in like a mode where I'm like, don't know what I specifically want to do or what mood I'm in, I'll just run through some loops or something like that, you know, and find something cool and, and mess with it after that. And usually, you know, once I, once I have something that's a good inspiration for me, I'm, it's, it's over from there. And then it'll just either get finished right then and there or get to a certain point where it's a good beat to play somebody if you were going to. But like, as far as I'm concerned, I'll wait till I'm in another, another state of mind to finish it and take it to that next level. After yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah. So when can we expect the project that you're about to drop? <clears throat> um, this one's dropping this week, the first volume, and I'm going to drop one every month for this uh, club mixtape. Se- well, it's a club album series, I guess you could say. Um, and then my project, I plan to drop in March for the oh. EP. That's, that's all my vo- all my vocal stuff with uh, the Book of Flight song and all that stuff. Oh, dope, dope, dope. Well, where can everybody keep up with you on uh, social media, websites? Where can we keep up with you? Yeah, all my stuff is Gifted Music with a one. So it's G1FTED Music. Uh, it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. They're all they're all the same. You can find me everywhere. I got the video out now. Uh, Book of yeah. Light starts on, it's going to start on BET within a week or so, I believe. It's in the middle of programming right now. Okay. Um, pretty sure, pretty sure MTV2 and uh, VH1 are going to pick it up. Um, and then I got another video next month that I'm going to drop for the other single I sent you live for you. Um, I'm going to drop that video video after this first volume and before my EP. That's dope. That's dope. You know, some big things, some big things. I know you're excited. You're excited, right? (laughs) Yeah. Really, really excited. I've never been more excited in my career at all. just because I have what I, everything's just, you know, you, you go through a lot of things that, you do failures, learning mm-hmm. experiences, and then a lot of that's related to your network, the situations you're in, your what you are able to get out of what you're doing, and things like that. So, you know, it's it's very easy for things like that to hold you back. And now I had, you know, over the years, you know, I've had so many connections for so many years. I right. thought I was ready. Mm-hmm. I thought I was ready so many times, this and that, and like. You know, it's it's really, as they say, timing meets preparation because now, you know, instead of, like, running into, like, a, a battlefield trying to load my bullets and they're falling all over the place, I'm, I'm just rolling in with a loaded gun ready to go. So I got exactly. in a row. Everybody's doing what they're supposed to. We're all passionate about what we're doing, and we're killing it. And, you know, it's not even me. Like, Philadelphia, I'm telling you right now, it's just there's going to be a lot of a lot of great stuff coming out of Philadelphia this year. <clears throat> there's so many dope artists, and there's a lot of big things going on. Like, the spotlight's on Philly now more than ever 
Like, yeah, yeah. We had, yeah. We, had we had Timbaland calling us at 6:30 a.m. Calling my boy P.I. and Core about Core's project, saying he wanted to put money behind it. You know, 6 a.m. Wow. from London, stuff like that. Like, people know what's going on. They hear the music coming out there. You know, our our other studio out in LA is really popping, and we're just we're trying to take over everywhere and just and just make this music. It's your time. It's your time. Well, listen, get the music on. Thank you so much, man, for joining us. And I wish you nothing but continued success on everything you have going on. It's a lot going on, great stuff. So thank you again, man, and, and continued success. And, again, congratulations on uh, the honeymoon and everything going on. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it, guys. You know, I really do. You know, the, the support is everything, and uh, I, really, I really appreciate you guys. Most definitely, most definitely. Well, look, we'll be right back after this. I know I don't talk that fast Get to know me, walk more slowly Why you rushing, what's with that? I'm from Texas, heard my accent I get that from most of y'all What you missing, I can give it Don't be fooled by how I talk When I saw you walking by I said, I gotta go get her Cause I really, really wanna get to know you more better Baby, I can drive your body like a Chevy with leather I do it with pleasure. You need that country love. That get up in the morning, you so funny kind of love. That grits and bacon, baby, make it country love. That stress, no problems with your mama kind of love. You can't get enough of that country love. That's all that you need. Little mama, what's with all the walking away and rolling your eyes? See you smiling, girl, you wildin'. You know that you like my style. You so proper, who's showstopper in the dirty girls like you? It's treated official, what's the issue? I know that you want that too. When I saw you walking by, I said, I gotta go get her. Cause I really, really wanna get to know you more better. Baby, I can drive your body like a Chevy with leather. I do it with pleasure. You need that country love. That get up in the morning is so funny kind of love. That grits and bacon, baby, make it country love. That stress, no problems with your mama kind of love. You can't get enough of that country love. That get up in the morning is so funny kind of love. I 
Jackson Sherry, and you are listening to the Stephen Knight Show. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Adam, what's going on? Hey, Stephen, BK, uh, not much. How are you guys? Can't complain, can't complain. Getting through a Monday. Getting through a Monday. <laughs> I'll let you and Chike take it away with movie reviews. So I'll start off, um, and the movie and continuing my review of the Oscar-nominated Best Pictures is Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. And this movie is still in the theater, so if you want to check it out, you can. And it stars um, Francis McDormand, Woody Harrelson, Sam Rockwell. Seven months after her daughter is raped and murdered, these three billboards uh, that are near her home with a few statements the police of Ebbing, Missouri, for not following through and finding the murder of her daughter. And this uh, incident kicks off a chain of events that uh, allows us to see more about the city and more about the characters and learn more um, throughout the whole film. And it's um, – so I'm not going to give in too many details about the plot, interesting parts – a lot of twists, uh, the performance done, and the writing is actually really well done. And this this is actually directed by Martin McDonough, who also wrote uh, the screenplay from uh, other kind of dark comedies, Seven Psychopaths he did a few years ago in, in Bruges, uh, which was a famous one that he did um, before that. So if you're familiar with those types of movies, this movie kind of falls into that line. And I like – I thought it was really good. It's really – uh, again, well done. This, the setting of this little town in Missouri, the performances by Harrelson and Rockwell are nominated for supporting actor in this film. And, um, of course, Francis McDormand, um, doing a great job, is also nominated. And the movie just, it, when going into it, just expects a lot of unexpectedness, I guess. There's, it's, just, it's not what you would think it is. Are issues that are a little left on uh, attention to, so 
you might want a little more, and it kind of goes. And but um, overall, really good. Now, I was thinking maybe this was going to be a uh, best picture contender, and it might actually win it. Oh, it's actually in there 100% for me. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how the other movies look compared to this. But definitely worth seeing if you're looking for something a little different. Uh, just know that it's going to be a little uh, all over the place. Yeah, this this was one of my um, favorites actually um, in the Oscar contenders. Um, this one and Shape of Water. So those mm. are my two two picks for the statue. Yeah, yeah. It's um, gonna what, be did you, what did you think about Francis's performance? Really good. I mean, amazing. I just, you know, we'll see. And I really liked uh, Sayorsi, who did Lady Bird, the, the young girl in Lady Bird, a lot. And mm-hmm. she's been nominated for an Oscar, too, for Brooklyn uh, a couple of years ago. But I I don't know. Uh, part of me wants her to kind of win just because she's kind of a new and up-and-comer and Francis McDormand's, I think, won it off of Fargo in the past. But okay. that doesn't diminish Francis's performance. I think she's, she's definitely going to be the person to beat for uh, the best picture because she does an amazing job. Okay. Well, I didn't make it to the theater this week, but I did uh, see a new release uh, on Netflix, that is. Um, we have the third installment, which is the prequel to Cloverfield. So we have Cloverfield, then we have 10 Cloverfield Lane, now we have the Cloverfield Paradox, which is basically uh, the start of the terrorization of New York by the said monster. Um, this film takes place um, pre the New York disaster, and there is a mission uh, to go in outer space because the Earth is running out of energy, and they have a space station program that is actually going to fire um, an energy beam, which will generate um, long-lasting energy for the Earth because there's technically there is no other place to go. And there is a warning put out about the dangers of exploring and tampering in that type of science. Um, there definitely will be another movie after this one, I'm sure, and there'll be a saga to the whole Cloverfield storyline. Um, I was excited to first watch it because I'm a fan of the Cloverfield brand and the story that they're telling, but I'm going to be honest and say that I was a little thrown by this movie. I might have to watch it again to see more because I have to dissect it and pick it apart. It's a little confusing because it jumps around and it, there's a lot of high-tech scientific talk in this movie. Um, a lot of uh, mentioning of dimensions and opening portals and it doesn't really explain it. Um, I'm going to say watch it just simply because if you were a fan of Cloverfield like I was, you'll watch it just because. But I'm a little confused about the movie. I'm not quite sure about the direction of, of where it's going to go. Yeah, um, and I'm a J.J. Abrams fan, but uh, this one I don't know. I don't know. I'm, 
I'm going to actually watch it again because I want to give it another chance. But uh, the first watch through, I was confused. And 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 normally with films like that, um, it's either a hit or a miss with me. Um, Cloverfield, you know, was a blockbuster. You know, they came in hitting hard with the first installment. The second one was a little weird, but it still stayed in had consistency with Cloverfield, the original movie. But then this one, um, I don't know. So we'll we'll see which direction they'll go moving forward. Oh, okay. Well, I'll definitely, I do want to watch it. And uh, for anyone, this movie was announced during uh, the commercials at the Super Bowl and then Netflix immediately after the Super Bowl. So, um, you know, again, Netflix is trying to do new things and kind of break the mold, but this was... And, and what's, what's, interest, what's interesting is that, you know, in the the opening sequence of the movie, which I hadn't seen in any other Netflix movie that I've seen original Netflix movie. This is a, a original Netflix movie partnered up with Paramount Pictures. So maybe this is a new thing that they're doing now where they're actually teaming up with the, the big movie companies to bring stuff, original programs yeah, yeah. to Netflix. Because uh, I watch a lot more of these movies uh, if I had an option just to watch it at home because so, to the theater. Yeah, and like I like I was saying before, um, we talked about this before. I think that filmmakers are going to have to raise the bar if you're going to release a picture in the motion picture, you know, in the theater. Yeah, to simply exactly. because these other movies that are coming out that are worthy to be seen on the screen are making the other movies look like nothing. Yeah. So when you come yeah. out with an Avatar, you come out with a Star Wars, or you come out with, you know, an X Men or three D something or other, it's it's commanding your attention in the silver screen. That's something that you have to watch on the silver screen. But when you put out, and and, and it's not taking away from the artistry of three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. There's there's no artistry taking away from it, but there has to be something said about sitting in a theater on a big screen and you're watching something like that versus something like Avatar, two different movies and not much different in price. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. you have, there, there has to be some kind of justification at, at some point in time. And my belief is that streaming is really going to take over the movies. Yeah, it's the new, the new, I guess, world that we're going to be. Especially with Disney um, uh, jumping into the game because they're going to have a streaming service soon, and they've consumed Hulu. Wow! Yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't want to. I I tell you, Amazon and Netflix. So we'll see if uh, anything else can convince me to hop onto any other service. All right, well, what's coming down the pipeline? We already know uh, Black Panther, which I can't wait. I got my tickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, there's there's that other there's a new Fifty Shades movie, which I, I oh yeah, I'm not any of them, so I'm gonna pass on that. Sure, uh, it'll it'll be the top movie um, 
And then there's, you know, a few kids' movies. We're kind of in that little bit of a lull. I will say this, and I know I've said it a few times, and I haven't seen it yet. Jumanji has, for one spot again, and this was a December release, and this movie uh, seems to be kind of unstoppable. So we'll see seventh biggest release of last year. So Eaton Thor again all these other expectations. Again, that's a movie that deserves to be seen on the big screen because yeah. of everything that's going on. Yeah. So, so mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I don't have any movies. I'll, I'll see 50 shades. I'll see it for both of us, Adam. Um, and of course, black Panther, but you know, during this time, you know, the, the, the in between before we get to the Oscars, no one's really doing anything. Yeah, not really, sure. you know, a season for it. They're, they're prepping for summer now. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Well, guys, as always, I want to thank you so much for letting us know what to spend our money on and what to watch on Netflix. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I hope you all have a great week, and we'll talk again next Monday, okay? Absolutely. All right. Right back after this. It's your only option Show them how to go, girl Cause you do it flawless She be like He be like My head it be like Rip your tongue tonight And we on Show them how it's done When your back is in the corner Bet your dream is number one She be like He be like I be like Yeah, 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 yeah this anthem all proper From poverty I still finish college Do it all, keep my face Stay shining cause your boy right here Is a soldier Back to the music Telling you why I do it For my brother, his daughter My dreams stick to it I lost a few on the way Miss them all the time But I keep the memories alive On the music Thought I wouldn't do it Thought I couldn't do it Thought I wouldn't do it, thought I couldn't do it, thought I wouldn't do it, and I couldn't do it. Watch me do it, do it, do it. Show them how to move like it's your only option. Show them how to go, girl, cause you do it flawless. She be like, he be like, my head up be like, rep your tongue tonight. And we only show them how it's done when your back is in the corner, but your dream is number one. He be like, he be like, I be like, yeah, 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 yeah. People telling me you only get better, so don't stop, bruh. You deserve to win for sure. Got a dollar and a dream, and no honey guarantees I'm gonna make it out this life. That's cool with me, trust in my face and my beliefs. Music therapy, so. Be the man, yeah, yeah, yeah. They thought yeah. I wouldn't do it, thought I couldn't do it, thought I wouldn't do it, thought I couldn't do it, thought I wouldn't do it, and I couldn't do it. Watch me do it, do it, do it. Show them how to move like it's your only option. Show them how to go, girl, cause you do it flawless. She be like, he be like, my hitters be like, rep your tongue tonight. 
from shit. Had a goal to set, I had a name to get. I turned pain to strength, I gave fame a grip. I changed lanes to gain, and my aims to live. Had to show them how. Call this tutorial, make history. This is historical. Niggas Satan, that's just adorable. Went from poor, and that shit's affordable. All I need is my team now. M more trees, more lean now. I'm heating up, I got steam now. This real shit, it ain't a dream now. I moved up and got paid quick. Why H, why stay with? And this here look beautiful, like the baddest bitches I laid with. They thought I wouldn't do it. Thought that I would quit. Can't take no losses, I'm a boss. Tell all y'all bosses I'm the shit. Y'all boys so up, but I'm a hit. Got no time to talk, I'm getting rich. Can't hear y'all talking like I'm deaf. And I kill no coffin with the shit. Show Why? Them how to move like it's your only option. Show them how to go, girl. Cause you do it flawless. She be like, he be like, my haters be like, rep your town tonight. And we on. Show them how it's done. When your back is in the corner, but your dream is number one. She be like, Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Aaron Cosby, how's it going? Stephen Knight, the curse is over. The curse is over. I thought about you. The curse is over. It's Tell everybody what the, what the curse is. The curse is this. I have a history of picking the losing team to actually win. And so it's this running gag that if I choose a team to um, win, then you should bet against that because that team will probably end up losing. Right. So what happened was that um, last week I gave my pick for the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. I said that Philadelphia was going to win. Knowing that I really was like, okay, Philly, you know, I wanted Philly to win, but it, but but I wanted the Falcons to win last year, and we know what happened with that. And right. there have been other games where I chose the um, the winner, and the winner ends up losing. So um, I just, you know, assumed okay, I picked Philadelphia, and the Patriots are just going to stomp them, run away with the game. It was going to be over. It was a wrap. Tom Brady, MVP, all this, all that. I have to say this. The Madden curse continues. See, the Madden curse trumps my trumps my picking curse. Like, okay. I don't know if you've heard of the um, No, what's the Madden curse? The Madden curse is for um, John 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 Madden. Have you heard of John Madden? He's a yeah. Hall of Fame football coach, you know, Madden video game. Mm-hmm. All right, the Madden football game. All right, so the uh, Madden curse is that um, every quarterback that has won league MVP that has went on to play in the Super Bowl, his team ends up losing in the, in the Super Bowl. Last year, if you recall, Matt Ryan for the Atlanta Falcons won league MVP last right. year. Right. Mm-hmm. And we all know what happened with them in the Super Bowl. They lost. Right. And then there's other in instances where the um, the player was named 
MVP, and their team went on to the Super Bowl, and they lost. So, so the unmatched uh, curse con- continues because Tom Brady was named league MVP, and his team lost and all that stuff. All right, so anyway. Okay. So my curse is over. Thank you. Yeah, you know, curse is over. So we can, <laughs> we can mark this down. The curse is over. I, I picked Philly to win. And Philly won. Right. Yes, you did. Congratulations. Congratulations. Well, Were you surprised? When you do it, when you do it, um, I, okay. No, 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 no. I, the first half, I saw deja vu of last year's game mm-hmm. where the Patriots only had three points and the Eagles. I think it was 15-3, to three, and the Eagles had just scored a touchdown. You know, they were on a roll. They were hot. They were excited. It was 15-3. And I just had flashbacks of the Falcons last year when they had that, you know, lead, that 28-3 to um, three lead. But in the first half, I think it was it, – it, it, it might have been 14-3 four, at one point, 21-3, whatever. So, anyway, they had a nice lead, and it was that three. And so that three stuck out with me. Again, I'm like, okay, the Patriots have three points again. They're stuck at this three. The second half, they're going to turn it up, and they're going to end up winning this game. I guarantee, you know, I I felt it. I felt mm-hmm. it. It's, it's going to happen again. I'm like, no, 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 my curse is still here. No, no, no. So... So then what happens? The second half comes, and, and, and the Patriots end up getting the lead. I'm like, all right, it's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. They, they got the lead. Philly's just going to just, you know, uh, self-destruct. It's a wrap. But Philly did, did the one thing that the Falcons did not do. Philly did not cave in. Like, they were right. still confident. They were not scared of the Patriots, they were, I mean, they, I don't know, I mean, they played to win. They played the game. They, they, yeah, it was, it was, it was amazing. It was an amazing game. I want to talk about the, the game winning touchdown. Okay. Yeah, because there was, you know, people, some people were saying that it was not a touchdown, that it was an in. In, in an incomplete pass, others were saying, of course not. It's a touchdown. I felt it was a touchdown. I wanted it to be a touchdown. Right. Um, and, and it was. But there was a similar play in the, in, in, in the AFC championship game, um, which Pittsburgh Steelers, their um, tight, tight end, caught the ball in the middle, is running and dives into the end zone, gets into the end zone. The ball is kind of, um, it kind of gets like a, a, it's it's loose in his, in his hand when he hits the ground, but he still has control over it. Right, yeah. They end up saying that that was not a touchdown. They said that that was an incomplete pass, and that's how the um, Patriots end up winning that game. Um. But with this situation, it was different. They considered it a touchdown. My rationale on that 
is, first of all, the, um, the NFL needs to change their what is a catch, what is, what is, what is, what is not a catch rule. Like, this is, is confusing. So it's more defined. It's crazy, yeah, yeah. Also, if they would have changed that ruling because the ruling on the field was that it was a touchdown, if they would have changed that, I'm telling you, to um, to an incomplete pass, not a touchdown, people would have been turning off their television. Oh, yeah. They would have said it was that, the I, whole cheating I thing. The, yeah. yeah, the NFL, as we know it, I think would have, would have been over. It would have. Mm-hmm. I, I I think people would have really just been turned off, just done. Like this is blatant. Like this is just blatantly mm-hmm. a fix. It's rigged. You know. Like yeah. So they had to keep that as a touchdown. In my opinion. In my right. Opinion. Right. 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 And to me, the um, better the better team won. I I I thought that Philly just played. They they played lights out. They they played their heart out. Like they. Were a, they were the better team. Yeah. They were the better team. But yeah. So they said that Tom Brady said they said Tom Brady uh, said that he was going to uh, play next season. They said before before the game he said that he'd be playing next season. And some people think he should he should uh, stop now while he's you know still on top. What are your thoughts on that? No 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 no. I think Tom. I I think Tom Brady wants to play as. As long as Tom Brady feels that he is healthy mm-hmm. and he is of of value to the Patriots, right? Yeah. And I, I see him playing another two to three years easily. I mean, he okay. he he doesn't get hit. Like his offensive line is really good. I mean, the man doesn't take a lot of hits. Now, if next season he he um takes a a lot of hits. Then you know, maybe then you're like, okay, you know what? It's time to hang him up. Right. But yeah. I will say this also: he is motivated now. Them losing is now motivated. motivation. Motivation to yep. go back to the Super Bowl and win win another Super Bowl. He he wants six. He wants six Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. He, that's what he wants. He is at five. He he wants six. Michael Jordan's got six. He wants six. You know, it, it's something about having that six. You know, he. He wants those six. He wants it. He wants, he wants it. He wants it. Yeah. He wants it. So he's not going to leave anytime soon. And also, I think that when when he does leave, he wants to leave on top, meaning that he wants to leave as a as champion. a winner. Yeah, champion. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens. Um, I do have a feeling that they will be back in in the in the Super Bowl again. Unfortunately. I, right. I, I just, I, 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 yeah, I just I don't see any other team right right now in the AFC that can beat them. I just yeah. I mean, they're they're just they're they're a great team. So I need the Falcons to step up. They they saw that how Philly played, and Philly didn't even have their their uh, starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. It was it was their backup quarterback. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And. They won. They won. And Atlanta Falcons had their their MVP quarterback, their All Pro wide receivers. You know, a solid defense, this amazing offense. The anyway. <laughs> well, it's funny. My dad called me. My dad called me on Saturday and said that he's uh he's preparing to come down here next year. 
before the Super Bowl. Oh, so they'll be here the later. Yo, yo, okay. Uh, listeners, I'm telling you now. Minnesota, that Super Bowl, okay, you know, it was cool. I give Minneapolis, St. Paul, the Twin Cities area, I, I give them props. Like, you know, right. considering the fact that it was 22 below zero out, mm, yeah. outside, I mean, it was freezing. I mean, it was crazy. Right, right. They, they, they did it. They did a great job. Kudos to Minnesota. Next year in Atlanta, oh, it's, it's gonna be lit. 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 I okay, Stephen. Who do you want to um, be the um, half the um, halftime act? You know, we were, we were talking about that in uh, Hot Topics, and we were thinking that it's going to be probably uh, a lot of the the acts from Atlanta. You the know. Atlanta, yeah. The, yeah. The Atlanta acts, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We were talking about that. So Some it people will be a medley. So like yeah, it won't just be one person. Okay. Exactly. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Now, I think that this year they should have had Janet Jackson. You know why? Because Janet was on tour, and Janet killed the tour. She's going back on tour this year as well, but, you know, she's still in shape. She still could have put on a great show. Um, but, you know, whatever. Maybe she'll be in, in Atlanta. Next yeah, that'd be, that'd be good. She does have that Jermaine Dupree yeah. connection. And, you she know, does. Maybe Janet will be there, and, and maybe Janet can bring some of the Atlanta act with her. You know, she can Exactly, her. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't yeah. be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised, and that would be everything. But can I also just say this really, really, really quickly, Stephen? Mm-hmm. i got to give kudos because there's been, you know, most from what I've read on on social media, people have given her props. But there have been some haters out there. But can I just give props to um, Pink? I thought Pink sung. And had the flu. I thought she was, I thought she was great. I thought yeah, I thought she was great, too. Because, listen, yeah. she, she had the flu and – most people, when they sing the national anthem at the Super Bowl, they lip sing because of the acoustics in the arena, in the stadium. Right. Excuse me. And but right. she sang it live with the flu. I thought that she did. She did. She did a great job. She, she did a great. There job. was one she note was, that she kind of cracked on, but 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 it wasn't that noticeable. But overall, she did a great yeah. job. I thought. I thought. Yeah. I thought yeah. she did a great job. Yeah. It was. It was. It was stellar. I thought it was stellar. I. I'm, I mean, Whitney, of course, is the, right. the um, standard. Right. Whitney is the standard, and people were were actually some people were actually saying that Pink outdid Whitney because Whitney was pre. We ain't got a lie though. But, <laughs> right. I'm like, okay, y'all ain't we ain't got a lie. lie. <laughs> we, ain't, we ain't got a lie. That yeah. ain't sorry. It can, it, it's still with Whitney's voice. It's, it's her singing. Period. The end. It's right. Stellar mm-hmm. gold standard. The end. Right. Pink is a solid. I would give her maybe. They can run her up. Like, she's in the top three to me. She's in the top three. I wouldn't three. give all that. There's Whitney. Bruh. I'm no, I wouldn't give I, all that. I think, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just, just, just hear me out really quickly. Uh-huh. I think that that she sounded better than Beyonce. I think she sounded better than Mariah Carey. I think she sounded better than Kelly Clarkson. I mean, we can go on and on and on. Yes, I do. I, I felt that. Like, her, I felt I felt the the fear. It was both. It was. I felt it. I, 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 it just anyway. I felt yeah, she did good. <laughs> she did good. <laughs> I wouldn't put her up there, but she did good. She did pink a great job. Pink, pink, I'm, pink. I, I, I like Pink. I thought she did. A, I thought she did a great job. I do think, especially having the was flu. She in, was she in the um in your top five? No. 
But listen, before we gotta go real quick, we gotta go. But before we go, I wanna um, give send condolences to Edwin Jackson of the um, Colts. He passed away oh, yesterday yeah. morning yeah, at the age yeah. of 26 yeah. after being hit by a drunk driver. So definitely uh, praying for him, his family, and his uh, friends. You know, like, I could have said I was gonna go there. Well, you didn't. You took my pink. <laughs> no, I'm playing. I'm playing, Aaron. But I know you. I know that. No, no, I, I am. I am. But I know your favorite. That was your. This is your favorite time of year with you know, uh, the NFL and Super Bowl and now. So what you gonna do? College basketball, man. College basketball. Yep. Basketball. Yep. Yes, 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 yes. So next week I will be talking about college basketball. Getting ready for you know March March Madness and all that. Yeah, is around the corner. So yeah, so there's a lot going on. A lot. Oh, and also Winter Olympics, man. Yeah, the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. We have a lot to talk about. So stay Absolutely. Tuned, everybody, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. Well, everyone, as always, thank you so much, man. Hope you have a great week, and uh, we'll talk again next week. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. Right back after this. We're all alone. Nobody knows. It's a little secret. That's how we should keep it. Maybe we've been creeping on the low. No time to waste. It's getting late. Get your off the deep end. We're supposed to be here. Me. On top of me, 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 on top
the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Total Wine & More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered at TotalWine.com. 